Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Michael Flynn, forced out last uh, night. What do you think? Well, about time. Uh, as a matter of fact, Michael Flynn has a reputation as being a liar uh, and someone that cannot be trusted. I was just looking over some of his background and I was reminded about him getting security clearance for his son and then lying about it. So I've always believed that there's been collusion uh, between uh, the Trump uh, outfit here and uh, Russia and the Kremlin. And so I think this is the tip of the iceberg, that there's more to come. Hmm. Uh, do you think that Michael Flynn did this on his own or did he get orders from somebody else to talk to the ambassador about the sanctions? And if so, who might it have been? Well, first of all, let me just say this. I think that the strategy and the plot uh, to defend Russia and to work with Russia is part of who Trump and his organization is. This is what they're all about. Of course he knew. He didn't just think about this one day and decide that he was going to have this conversation. This is a part of what they have decided they wanted to do. And so, yes, I believe that President Trump knew about this call and that he uh, supported uh, Flynn in making the call. Do you think there should be an FBI investigation of the connections between the Trump crowd and Russia? Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I have a concurrent resolution that says with this investigation that is going on, I didn't want it to be an investigation that's whitewashed. I mm -hmm. want them to get at certain things that will lead us to understanding how it took place, what this collusion was, what it was all about, because uh, it's long past due. I mean, the campaign was in November, and now we're in February. Uh, we knew that they hacked and all of that. We knew that uh, Manafort was the campaign manager to Trump, who also was on the payroll of the president of, uh, of the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And the president of the Ukraine is tied closely uh, to Putin. I mean, come on. I mean, it's there to be seen. And certainly, with the right investigation, we can connect the dots. What impact do you think it had on the election? I'm beginning to think it had a great impact on the election. And I've been trying to figure out exactly how they did it. Uh, but here's what I know. I know that people were increasingly saying, I don't like Hillary Clinton. And I talked to some young people who said, I don't like, where is this coming from? What is it you know about her that you don't really like? And many of them were not really able to explain it. Some of them would just say emails. Well, I never believed that the American public left on its own would see the emails as such a detrimental thing, particularly when it had not been proven that the emails had caused us any harm or that uh, classified information had been breached, et cetera. And so something was going on in the mail program and telephoning that constantly uh, talked about Hillary and all of the problems that they could design uh, to talk about her that would turn people against her. And I think it was constant. And I think it was part of the strategy that was developed between Trump and the Kremlin. If we find out that, in fact, the collusion with Russia and Russia's involvement, 
was the key factor in this election. What can we do about it? We can impeach him. And I've used the word impeached. And some people have said, well, it's too early. Well, it's never too early when you understand the potential danger uh, of this president. Uh, let me just say this also. People say, well, how are you going to get the Republicans to go along with impeachment? One of the things I do know about the conservatives, they think they're more patriotic than anybody else. And this patriotism will help lead to that because they will see what the connections are, and then they will talk about and think about this foreign country, mm -hmm. Russia, our enemy, not only hacked into uh, you know, the DNC and the RNC and the DCCC, et cetera. Uh, these are people who are undermining our democracy. I believe that when the connections are made, that the Republicans will come and the most conservative ones of those will come. And Paul Ryan has to call for, right, impeachment hearings? They have to start in the House? That's the process. It starts start. in the House and anybody can bring up the resolution, okay. but then they have to agree to take it up. Yes. I want, I want to back up a little bit. How, how many presidents have you served in Congress under? Oh, I've only served in the, in the Congress under Clinton and Bush. Oh. And uh, not quite Reagan. Not Reagan? No? No. Reagan, before I left uh, um, Sacramento, uh, he was not here. Okay. Yeah, he was not here. All right. So Clinton and Bush and Obama and... Yes. You, I, have you ever seen any president, even before you got here, like Donald Trump? I've never seen a human being like him. This man is beyond the pale in the way that he treats people, in the way that he uh, undermines, in the way that he disrespects. I really, I mean, I've known a lot of people in my lifetime, and I've known people who were considered street people, etc. But the way that he mocked and mimicked a disabled man, which really is something that still is in my head. The way that he talked about women and how he would grab them. The way he talked about his colleague, Carly Fiorina, and talked about, look at that face. Who would vote for a face like? I just don't know people who have ever done that, let alone someone who's running for the president of the United States of America. Fit, is he fit for the office? Absolutely not. Donald Trump has no business being the president of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump is not suited for it. He doesn't respect the process even. He, he undermines protocol. As you look at what he's doing, tweeting uh, in the wee hours of the morning, creating his own foreign policy and having people trying to catch up with him, the way that he has disparaged the judiciary, no, this man does not belong in the White House. Donald Trump. What worries you, okay, let's say he's going to be here for four years. What worries you the most about what damage he could do? What worries me most uh, right now is why does he defend Putin so vigorously? Why does he uh, rise to the occasion to talk about what a great leader Putin is? Why is he not afraid? that somehow Putin's reputation precedes him. Mm -hmm. And in the United States of America, we don't particularly care, not only for Putin and his leadership, but he just provided the blanket bombs over in Syria that killed innocent civilians and children. He just invaded Crimea. I mean, what is it 
about him that causes Trump uh, to love him so much, to wrap his arms around him, to defend him? What do they have on him? What is his connection? Yeah. That bothers me. The issues that you've fought so, so hard for your entire career, um, civil rights, worried about that? Yeah, he doesn't care about any civil rights. I mean, you know, he will mouth a few things, but his appointments, his appointees and his nominees are evidence of what he cares about civil rights. To have just Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States of America, with that background, he's a throwback. And I'm not only worried about his racist background, I'm worried because he does not believe that the attorney general should play any role in looking at what's going on in the local police jurisdictions. You know, when uh, the attorney general under Obama, Holder, Mm -hmm. uh, took a look at what was going on in Ferguson, they could see how people were being mistreated. And in Chicago. At Chicago, that's right. And so, but Jess Sessions believes that hands off that the federal government should have no role and police jurisdictions uh, should do whatever they want to do. Women's rights. Oh my goodness. He has no respect for women. Uh, As a matter of fact, even before uh, the revelation about his comments about grabbing women, their Mm -hmm. private parts, he had demonstrated, even with his beauty contest, walking into the room where they were changing clothes when they were naked, Um, The way that he relates to women, uh, he doesn't have any real deep respect for women whatsoever and women's rights. And he's perfectly willing uh, to say, get rid of Planned Parenthood. Of course, you know, at one time, uh, let me just mention, uh, while we were talking about Planned Parenthood, is that he was uh, for choice, freedom of choice. Used to be. Used to be. But he'll change on a dime because he has no core. He has no center. He's not grounded. Uh, and good values. And so he can do that. He'll tell you one thing today, another thing tomorrow. You know, even with Netanyahu coming here, you know, this week, when he first started out campaigning, he said he was going to support the expansion of the settlements. Now, after uh, he understands that this is a very big step to take, given what J Street and others have done, (coughs) educating people, now he's backing up on that. But the same thing with the wall uh, that he was was going to build, the big, beautiful wall, and he was going to make Mexico pay for it. Now it's, well, uh, I'm going to ask the American citizens to pay for it, uh, and then I'm going to make them reimburse us. He'll say whatever is necessary for him to say at the moment. Right, I mean, that's that's an issue that you and I and everybody else in California have dealt with for a long time. For a long this time. immigration issue. This immigration Sanctuary issue. cities, whatever. He's going the exact reverse direction. Can going he get, will he get away with it? Backwards. And I want to tell you, I was with some police officers on Sunday. We were at the Amman Center talking about targeting Muslims and how we had worked against that. And they basically said they will not enforce ISIS uh, law. They will not do it. So we have a lot of people on our side. And so L.A. is going to stay a sanctuary city. Going to stay a sanctuary city. Right. Uh, You talked about some of the, I saw your news conference uh, last week. One of the things that he signed an executive order, hasn't done it yet, but he signed an executive order to get rid of Dodd-Frank. People maybe Uh, not know about Dodd-Frank, but you with, you know, the the finance 
Yeah, security. I, I am the ranking member on the Financial Services Committee. Financial Services, right. I'm sorry. What uh, does that mean for average consumers if they get rid of, the, rid of these protections? You're absolutely right. Not everybody understands what Dodd-Frank is all about. And quickly, a way to put it is this. In 2008, we went through a recession, almost a depression. It was because Wall Street had gone wild. It was because people had signed on the dotted line for mortgages they could not afford. It was because of all these exotic products that they put out there. And so Dodd-Frank came into being uh, because because reform was so desperately needed. Consumers didn't have any protection, and we created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau yep. inside of Dodd-Frank to give some attention to the way consumers have been treated, not only in the mortgage industry, but also, you know, whether you're talking about payday loan or rent to own and all that stuff. So we are focusing on that, and we are trying to bring uh, some protection to consumers. And what happens to that under Donald Trump's plan. Donald Trump wants to get rid of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, he wants to get rid of Dodd-Frank. As a matter of fact, he said he was going to drain the swamp, but he's bringing the swamp right into the White House. He went to Wall Street. He went to Goldman Sachs, and he pulled out. I mean, Bannon comes from Goldman Sachs. And Mnuchin. I, oh, Mnuchin. I mean, give me a break. He's going to be the treasurer of the United States of America, convening what is known as the FSOC Committee with all of the financial services agencies under his control. It's more than I can take. Isn't it part of it too, this so-called fiduciary rule? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, we worked very hard. And you know, Tom Perez worked for years uh, to do something about fiduciary. And all that means is this, that those investment advisors who are out there advising seniors about, uh, you know, how to deal with their futures, you know, and invest their money for retirement, be treated fairly. Right now, we have too many investment advisors who are acting in their best interest to get the biggest commission and not in the best mm -hmm. interest of the senior citizen who's using their retirement money to try to have a decent quality of life. So the big question a lot of us are asking right now is, what can Democrats do or what should Democrats be doing about Donald Trump? Well, first of all, I am so pleased and proud that the people of this country, good Democrats and some who were not even Democrats before, are not waiting for anybody. They hit the streets. <clears throat> that Women's March here in Washington, D.C. was phenomenal and all over the country and all over yeah. the world. And then following up with the uh, protests at the airports, at the airport? uh, yeah. it is we should keep doing that. We should not let up. We should hit the streets and continue to send that message. They claim that they're not being bothered by it, but they are being bothered by it. And so we're very hopeful that if they keep the pressure on and we do everything that we can in the investigations, pushing those investigations to find the collusions and show that they strategize uh, the undermining of Hillary Clinton and our democracy, I think we'll win. And these town halls, town hall protests. Oh, I they... love it. I love it. I remember uh, when we were treated very badly when we did town halls. Remember back in the day? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. now it's happening to them. Uh, you know, and what they say is, right, these are paid protesters. They can yeah. say whatever they want, but when somebody gets up and they says, my life was saved because of Obamacare, that my wife didn't have the benefit of Obamacare, and she died. When these stories are told, they can say whatever they want to say. The fact of the matter is, the truth will unfold. Al Franken said something on television the other night I wanted to ask you about. He said that some Republicans 
are actually coming to him and say they wonder whether Donald Trump is all there. Oh, not only some that? Republicans. Oh, I'm hearing. I'm hearing that uh, psychiatrists are watching from afar and beginning to come to some conclusions. I think that, uh, yes, I believe that Republicans are asking that. Uh, we have a bill that has been introduced by Ted Lieu here uh, that asks for a psychiatric examination, on and on and on. People are beginning to say, how can this man lie and uh, not uh, admit it, not uh, ask for an apology, but go on and tell another lie? and keep going. How is it that he doesn't understand that you can't use uh, the presidential office uh, to uh, tell uh, a department store you don't like them uh, because they took your daughter's clothing line off? Something wrong with that. I mean, either he doesn't understand what the presidency is or he is terribly flawed. I want to come back and uh, to back home, ask you a question. How's California doing? How's Jerry Brown doing? Oh, I want to tell you, Jerry Brown has been very, very good. He's done a wonderful job. You know, he took a big chance on asking the public to pay more money for education. And we did it. And it worked at a time when people said, you can't ask for increased taxes. So Jerry Brown has done a good job as governor. Uh, and as you know, we've been knowing him for years. And when we first knew him, it was a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had a guru and all of that. But he's turned out to be a very substantive, you know, well thought of uh, leader. Practice makes perfect, right? Practice uh, makes perfect. Right. Yes. So who's the next governor of California? Now, I wish I could tell you we have a lot of good candidates. I was just with one the other night. Uh, I'm going to be with one today. Um, we have some good candidates, and people are going to have some choices. Have you yet. picked a horse in this race? Uh, not quite. No? Not quite. Not oh. quite. All right. Yeah. You're not ready. Do you think Javier Becerra is going to run for governor? No, I don't think so. I think that um, he has accepted uh, the appointment by the uh, governor, by Brown, by Governor Brown, uh, to serve as um, the attorney general for California. And I think he's going to dive into that job and he's going to do a good job. No, I don't think he's going to run. I think that the people that are going to run, you basically know about already. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you're one of the most outspoken Democrats in the House. Tell our listeners and our viewers, what can we count on congressional Democrats to do for the Donald Trump agenda? Because, you know, Paul Ryan's going to push it as hard as he can in the House. Uh, what, what, what can we expect from congressional Democrats? Well, let me just say this. Um, Democrats are feeling a need to really, really deal with Donald Trump very deeply. They're feeling that. Uh, they believe that we have a responsibility to make sure that we save this ACA, uh, this Obamacare, because it means so much to this country. The 22 million people or so that are benefiting from it and keep signing up every time it opens up for people to join are extremely important to Democrats. We could be careless and we could say, well, let it fall and mm -hmm. that'll show people, but no, we're not willing to put people through that. However, um, they have not spent a lot of time just attacking, attacking, attacking Trump, but I think uh, the confrontation, the real confrontation is coming. And a lot of it has to do with this collusion possibility. Congresswoman Maxine Waters, you've been a strong progressive voice for God knows how long. But And so just keep fighting for the good fight. We're counting on you. Well, thank you. All As right. a matter of fact, Bill Press, you have been known 
as the most progressive <laughs> progressive leader in the press and in the media for many years. You were out there when they were calling us all other names. Uh, but uh, now I, I think um, because we have stayed the course, that progressive politics is better understood and appreciated. We, thank you for what you have done. Thank you. We've been doing it together. Thank Thanks, you. Maxine.